right, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the piggyback episodes. Yeah, I'm a I'm a professional broadcaster of the YouTube and podcast game. Okay. I've learned quick. Anyway, welcome to a piggybacked episode of That Range Life, a show sometimes about golf and the Lockdown Golf Podcast. Day 21. Is that what we're calling it, Chris? Correct. All right. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can already see we have two other faces joining us. I have Jason Highland of Hello. Sub 70 Golf and Jay Armour the third. The third. I wish. No, I don't really wish, but oh, starting just Jay Armour the original. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just to prepare everyone. We've been talking for a bit before recording this, and the, we're already off the rails, which normally we work our way into. So we warn you now, we can't be held accountable for anything that happens in the next 30 minutes to four hours. Well, can you talk about the raccoon situation? I'm- yeah, yeah. So as uh, people, we left things last Friday because you're listening to this on Monday or watching this like a week later from that episode. Um, I have had a raccoon issue like we're talking a battle of the ages my friends and um <laughs> reason being we uh, had battle a of the ages as in the raccoon was he scared you oh it terrifies me <laughs> currently Rabbit? i resolved the situation i'm still terrified <laughs> so what happened keep, is we keep our garbage cans outside or we have and in short, the raccoon in the neighborhood, I mean, you see him coming in out of the sewers. You're doing work. He gets around the neighborhood, and it's his paradise. But every morning, you know, many mornings you wake up, and there's, like, all of the garbage you brought out yesterday all over the driveway. And, I mean, if you threw, like, uh, a T-bone away or, like, rib bones away, I mean, they are just bare, completely clean. He gets every last bit of it, but just makes a mess. And I've always said, I don't care. Eat whatever. I'm happy. I'm happy to provide for you. (laughs) Just don't make a huge mess. And let me throw my garbage away peacefully, which leads me into when this thing went to a new level. It really escalated here. It escalated. (laughs) One night, approximately 7.30 p.m., it's dark because it's, you know, we're in the autumnal solstice. It's, I don't even know if that's a real thing, but it sounded right. Sounded smart. I was taking the garbage out as we were cleaning up in the kitchen. Went up to the garbage can, opened it, and it looked like my little 12-pound pom- black Pomeranian was in my garbage can. I just saw her in the house. And then it turned around and looked at me, and it was the raccoon. So I was mid, you know, lift, throw the bag. And in that time, while it was a split second, I thought to myself, throw the bag on top of it and get out of here. That'll buy you some time. Like he's going to pull out a sniper rifle and shoot me. You know what I mean? It's going to buy me some time. And I mean, I, I, I yelled. Did you scream? I wouldn't quite call it a scream, but close. You screamed. I guarantee that. I guarantee you, you screamed. I was too, I, I, I don't think I could have because I think I was too, uh, like, shocked out of breath. Like, if you jumped into a really cold, like, mountain stream, just scream. I was like, ah, you know. 
That was accurate. You moved quick, but you probably didn't make a lot of noise. Correct. Scampered. <laughs> scampered to the house. Came and you got in. I was like, oh. Oh God, my wife's like, what? I go, don't go out there. <laughs> As I was leaving, you know, I hear the like top of the garbage can plop open. And I swear I hear him scurrying. Who knows if any of that happened? And it's like, I'm sprinting as fast as I can. Like he's going to chase me down and give me the rabies. And, you know, from that point forward, as I say in this past podcast, I won't go take the garbage out at night. I might, I'll say to my wonderful, hardworking wife, I'll go, Hey, you want the garbage out now and I can't wait till morning? You take it out. <laughs> you can do it. I love the idea of, you told the story too once of the, of the uh, raccoon just walking down the middle of the street. Like he just owned the place. Like didn't even, it doesn't even, world, dude. Doesn't We're just care. living in it. Like doesn't care. We're paying, <laughs> we pay his taxes. This is his, his fantasy land. <laughs> so yeah like a bb gun pistol or some like defense mechanism like an air rifle something to here's the problem though like and i told chris this i can't fault him for any of this and it it makes me furious that he doesn't talk in any sort of human dialect <laughs> because i would be happy to say yeah, to him he I'm, can't bring he can't you know he can't bring everyone to the table and just kind of talk it out let's come right. to agreement i will i mean i'll even make it easier i'll unpackage the foods what i right. mean i'll just dump the garbage can in there so you don't have to dig through bags and stuff by That's the way so what's that it, a, there's a deal to be had here yeah That's but right. he That's unfortunately he doesn't communicate in english <laughs> At least that I know of. He can't talk back. He can like squeak at me and stuff. But I don't. Maybe it's me. I'm not smart enough to speak raccoon language, whatever you call it. And I'd be happy. Just hey, sit up top there, chew away. We're good. Just don't hide in there when I like. Wait till midnight. Come by at midnight when I'm right, not. If you could agree, if you could agree on hours, some terms, you know, something. Right. So this, the whole thing. This past weekend, uh, while the weather was nice, kids are playing outside. I cleaned the other half of the garage that is no is the storage side and can fit the garbage cans inside. And I was telling here's the, here's the worst part about all this. I thought being scared to go throw garbage away as a grown ass man at nighttime while the cans were outside was embarrassing and terrible. I'm still just as scared to walk to my garage, open the door and go inside of it. Like I have it in my head. He's unlocking doors. He's figured out how to like, squeak through mouse holes and he's going inside my garbage can in the garage still like it's ptsd from this raccoon i'm with you man i'm skittish like that like i've got a raccoon prowling around here i found a dead mouse in my garage the other day that i like almost grabbed on accident like <laughs> oh, don't worry. In... we we found one in our yard and my kids were touching it and picking it up until my it, i did talk about too a dead bunny with my son doing it we got a problem here What's going on here? Anyway, small animals turning up dead, or I guess the raccoon is doing okay. Tell me about your raccoon problem because I, I look, misery loves company. Yeah, so it started like months ago, like three or four months ago. My wife and I went out with like six or seven other people. We were out at the bars until two o'clock in the morning. We come back. Um, I wake wait, up the wait, next day. How long? Wait, say that again. You have a child. How long were you yeah, at the bar still? Like 2.30 in the morning. It was late. 
My wife's parents were here. My my wife's parents stayed here. Oh, you had backup. Yeah, you're fine. yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't just yeah, leave my, the kid here. My parents live park. across the street, and my wife's parents live uh, two blocks away. Yeah, it was like the last time we went out. Um, okay, fair. But anyway, the next morning I wake up, and this is where the story is super bizarre. Is there's like four piles of crap on my deck, like upper deck, like it, there's, you got to go up 15 stairs to Not get up. Not crap, this like pit. stuff. Crap, like poop like yes like someone defecated on my deck <laughs> on your second story deck on my second story deck 2 30 in the morning bar yeah. gift wait well i didn't see it until the next morning okay. but it looked like like human feces like it looked like an you know a hundred pound person could have definitely <laughs> produced this crap i mean it was crazy so and there was like three or four different like piles of this stuff so i'm like what the hell and i thought maybe like somebody was messing with me like a neighbor's like i was like who the hell did i piss off that is you know putting crap on my deck <laughs> these kids today the you billy madison thing right. the you so right. yeah so i throw it off the deck or whatever i did with it <laughs> and like three days later the same thing happens and i'm like all right now i'm on website like hunting websites looking at animal scat like trying to decipher you know like looking at black and white like black and white hunting guide tutorials on how to identify Was it like a police lineup kind of like, yeah pretty much like here's a possum here's you know a fox here's a coyote oh, i'm like no not that one no i'm not that one that one this one it's like getting arrows at the end this one you know like no no so anyway i'm like the only one I could, it's either a human or a raccoon. That's what I determined. And so anyway, I eventually move my ring camera. I like some ring camera things around here. I put one on that upstairs deck and like nothing happened for a week. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting on my couch, which is like 10 feet away from that patio door, like up near the top. And I get an emotion alert and I pull it up and the raccoon, like literally walks up to the camera like sniffs around, turns around, walks, just like meandered about for a little bit. I got a flashlight and whatever, but it's it just prowls around here. And now I don't want to go outside at night because I don't know where this raccoon is. It looks like it could beat me up in a bar fight. Yeah, like it, this thing looks like it weighs like fifty pounds. I'm not even kidding. And you. clearly it's has like, a he has a vendetta because he keeps right. shitting on. Yeah. Well, you know that hasn't happened in a while, but. You know, hey. it could start. Like maybe those were warning shots. Like, you're, I mean, you're like, I mean, albeit some distance, you're like straight west of me. Yeah. What if it's that same son of a bitch? I don't know. I I can't rule it out. They talk about how much wild, you know, wild animals travel. Like maybe, maybe that guy is just cruising neighborhoods, makes his way out to Batavia, not to drop towns on you. Sorry comes back makes his way here and just does a loop and it takes him about a week yeah I, no, he's he's that that guy's in my can that's something <laughs> in my garbage can <laughs> you know who knows he's in who my knows? garbage can on way too regular of a basis to be making runs out to where you live so yeah maybe, maybe, they're, they're, maybe they're relatives yeah yeah god these raccoons i mean we're to the us. point i'll show you here that's my neighborhood golf course we've routed with a couple with my my neighbor friend, and we're taking it way too serious. I mean, you know me, and I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. We're taking it way too serious, 
And uh, we've named it after said raccoon. It's Raccoon Trails Golf Club. Love it. Got a logo yet? We have the early stages of one. Um, again, taking it too serious, and we both have very serious plans on merch existing. I can't wait to get, like, this is my Oak Park Country Club hat, Donald Ross. Um, but get, like... <laughs> Get the raccoon a hat like this, raccoon trails golf club. Like, oh, what golf club is it? Like, um, a nine hole neighborhood course where you play foam balls with uh, with with pool water hazards, yeah, with kitty pool, pool water hazards and mailmen and raccoons, <laughs> literal raccoons. Um, yeah, it's the most, it's one of the most you, you keep hearing in Pine Valley, Augusta, Chicago Golf Club, most exclusive clubs in America. Mm-mm. Raccoon, raccoon trails. Raccoon Trails. Sounds high-end. Raccoon Trails National. Got to have the national. Oh, oh I don't there hate you it. Go. I don't there hate it. I may, I may have to shoot that to my neighborhood golf course uh, co-partner. and Yeah, it's got to be national. National members, too. Got to have that. That really brings the upper <laughs> echelon into it when it's national membership. The membership's at four, but we have some uh, national and international members from Scotland, New York City. It's prestigious. Right. So, like, like Take Kishwaukee Country Club. What sounds better, Kishwaukee Country Club or Kishwaukee National? I'm with you. Are, do yeah. you hey, do you yeah. belong to Kishwaukee? Uh, yes. I was going to say. At this point, like they, we're not open this year, so we technically haven't paid yet, but yes, in theory. <laughs> I, like that. I feel like that place is in your blood. I've been out there a long time. Okay. Me, what year is it? 22 years? Something like that, 23 years. Wow. I'd, have to, I'd have to look back. Times were changing. That's what back in the day we used to have to go get vetted, do the interview, go meet the president, get sponsored. Yeah. And now it's like, do you have a pulse and a thousand bucks? You're in. <laughs> Chris That's is like, my kind oh, of country club. I'm no, in. Yeah. That's absolutely cards. Help yourself. <laughs> I'll shoot you. Let me shoot you a text when I'm done here. Yeah. Hey, how's the golf cart business going to get impacted? That's got to be a bad. Right, like that can't be looking good for the next. I don't think while. so because they're all on the nowadays. They're all on those lease programs, so like it's just another year of the lease. Yeah. Unless I mean, so I'll just say, yeah, but my, if they can't pay them, they can't pay them. Well, in my job, right. we have a lot of our customers going. Um, we're just not going to pay you, right? Right. And like, you can either fire us as a customer, or we'll see in a couple months. Right. What are you going to do? Be like, okay. Tons of business go away. So I could see that happening where golf courses are going, hey, uh, easy go or whatever. I don't know. I'm not in that business. Yeah. We are just not going to pay you because no one's been playing golf. And what are they going to be like? Uh, every two-thirds of the golf community in the country, no. You have to pay us. Go away. Like, no, they're going to be like, okay. Right. They'll figure it out. You don't really have a choice. Like, Kish owns their own carts. We buy, like, a fleet every five years or rotate them out or something. Do most lease yearly or do they most own them? Most lease them, I think. They just lease them on a yearly basis? That's it? It is what it is? It's a relatively new trend, I think, Yeah, they'll lease them on a couple of years. Like, you would lease a car, right? You would just lease them for, like, a three-year whatever, and then just, yeah, you automatically swap them out. I think it got to the – it was coming to a point, especially with public courses, where it's just – I mean, how often, even with newer carts, I mean, even say you get a new batch at your club and you get in one of them and you're like, holy Christ, what's wrong with this cart? And it's brand new. <laughs> well, if you bought them all, you have to pay to maintain them and then put 
five years into all of them getting beat up right. by idiots like Chris and me. Well, let's be honest, like Jay at <laughs> the public course, right? Yeah. You've got to pay for those too. And so I think they just started going, you know what? This lease program is just, even though I think the golf cart company is probably making more for the course, it's probably so it's, it's some breaks it's your, sound. It's yeah, they don't want to. They just yeah. want to call someone when there's issues and tell them right. to come pick up four carts that need totally. you know repairs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a job I want. Go pick the up the golf carts. Two with clubs, like what? What starts to happen? Are they gonna have to prorate the seasons this year? Like it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when people can actually join. You know, private clubs, or even semi-private clubs, or yearly memberships. It's you know, what happens if this doesn't really start completely till June? Right. Or God, like September as some of the, you know, the more conservative, not politically conservative as in cautious people are. Right. It might be September before they're saying we can breathe a little bit. And then, of course, you have the people are like, oh, this is 18 months of quarantine. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you could do 18 months. I think the economy would literally just how would you pay for it? I'm on a big the economy doesn't really exist thing right now, so I'll just bow out of this topic. <laughs> I don't lock me in a basement for long periods of time. Don't this tell, brain don't can't tell handle a, it. Don't tell a small business owner that the economy doesn't exist. All right, Bill. What I just great... said I'm not I'm not to be spoken to about this because I'm saying crazy yeah. things. I admitted culpability here. That's not the right word. God, I'm on a Still has a vitamin D deficiency right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do. Like, I really do. Look at where he's. Look at that's where he lives. I mean, that's like his. His whole. Look at this is how much golfing I'm doing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Maybe I got enough. I got enough clubs to play a billion rounds with a thirty-five people, but they don't move. No, no it's going to be interesting. So, like, what, like, when does it actually start? Because, like, you know, the first thing in Illinois is supposed to be what was it, April seventh? Was that when we were supposed to go back? Yeah, yeah. that was that was totally like a like we we can't freak people out by telling them like May first. Like, let's yeah. ease people into this. Yeah, there was that date had no chance of being you know realistic about it getting back to normal. Well, I mean. I just, I would gamble it as May 15th would be my over under. That's, like, that's where I've been. That's exactly I think, where I've been. I think, yeah, I think that's probably realistic at this point. I, I was looking at numbers today and it looks like. I need a refiller, I, by the way. Can I take a bow out even though we're recording? Can I get a. Yeah, just yeah. Go get it let, me, let me check <laughs> <laughs> the bylaws. It says you can. We're going, we're going live to tape here, so it doesn't matter. Look at that bill. It dropped another. Um, yeah, it sounds like by the beginning of May, there really live. shouldn't be people. <laughs> there really shouldn't be people like dying anymore by early May. But <laughs> was, there will be. That's a scientific <laughs> explanation by Jay Armour the Third of Sub Seventy Golf. Everybody. I mean, people die every day, Jay. I don't know. Well, I'm the one, the first one that's breaking this too. Right. Yeah. Oh. Just in so general. <laughs> did you did you know how biology works? <laughs> but yeah, I think um I think the the well already we're sense. starting to see kind of the hopefully kind of the plateau. Yeah. And so if, if we're at the plateau here in where in Chicago. In Chicago. Since when? Today. 
Oh, well, well, today, one data point. Awesome. Well, it's just, it's, look, at, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Yeah. William. No, the, the report okay. I was reading said April 11th, which is two days from now, yeah. would be the, the apex. Yeah, but then, the model says the 16th. Yeah. So, it's just the model, though. There's also, but, I mean, it's changing every day. But hey, I think May 15th. Oil boy, is, don't you know models are real? <laughs> I, hey, I have to check those goddamn numbers every morning. I'm an oil man. So don't tell me. <laughs> the model's looking better though, right? Like less, yeah. less, like it's actually working, right? Yeah, it is working. Yeah. It is working. We're not even supposed to run out of like beds or right. like, yeah. like we still need a bunch of ventilators, but yeah. I thought, I, I thought ventilators good. and ICU, we could have a problem in Chicago, in Illinois. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was ventilators of, and ICU yeah. beds, but regular beds were supposed to be fine. There's a ton yeah. of unknown. The, the biggest problem right now is that we're not testing enough and so we don't really know right. who how many people have it right that's the biggest issue hey guys sure. if we that's keep talking, issue. if we keep talking about coronavirus <laughs> i'm going to slam my head into the wall and it's so yeah. depressing and right, I, I made a rule i made a promise after talking to my mommy <laughs> that i would be more upbeat and less dejected <laughs> in these shows um <laughs> hey let's talk sub 70 golf because apparently you two know a little bit about that company um a little bit tad not as soon as I said, let's not talk about coronavirus. Hey, let's talk about what you guys have been doing during the uh, the old lockdown and keeping busy and what it's been like for you. Well, for me, that um, silence was killer. Yeah, like, hey, thanks. Quiet. Let's talk about um, that. Yeah, my let's, my let's back. look at each other through the video. Yeah, feed, like. Well, I'll say like we we we've had to deal with the coronavirus. Uh, my wife had it, so I had to take care of the kids. She's recovered. Uh, we were quarantined, so we dealt with that for what was it? J sixteen, seventeen days, something like that. I didn't quite yeah. leave. about right. Yeah, two weeks, a little bit over. Is she that. is she okay? Is she out of bed? Is she yes. okay? She's doing yeah. good. Yep. Can we talk about recovered? Is she like, hey, I'll go to the store now. I'm I'm like yeah, right. bright eyed and bushy tailed. Is she just like, I'm pretty weak, but I don't feel like a tank ran over me. Uh, yeah, she actually went to Costco today. So we got the all clears. Of, we, we consulted with doctors to make sure. I mean, we went on the long end of quarantine. We don't want to. We want to be good citizens, not give this to anybody. So yeah. we saw that she's symptom free at this point for quite a while, and she actually went to Costco today. By groceries. So this is the first time in probably three and a half weeks or so she actually left the house. I and can't think <laughs> of a more rewarding or, or like satisfying feeling being like, I've already had this. I'm not wearing a mask. I don't have gloves on. Watch this. I just touched something and licked my hand. <laughs> Think about how much travel you could do. So cheap. I, right I was now. just thinking, like, there's no way I'm leaving the house. But then, like, yeah, you're right, Bill. Like, I'm leaving the house. You still have to the business, I, but the odds are, right? Like, yeah. if if it doesn't mutate, she would actually be, and probably me as well, even though I was asymptomatic, and so were the kids, we have probably are okay with this. Although, you know, we're still obviously trying to do the social norms the Listen, right way. I'm going to tell you three, yeah. don't take your chances, but your wife, pff, she should be booking a trip to Italy. There's no traffic <laughs> in Rome. That flight, the round trip flight. Go, first go, see, the, go see the fish in the, uh, in Venice, man. Go see that, those clear canals. It's probably like $175 and round trip. And yeah. 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 She loves Paris. She could probably go there for a while and but the, nothing's open, right? That's the problem. But right. We're very That's fortunate. Right. It could have been way worse. But she's doing yeah. good. I'm doing good. So 
she is back out in society today. So I was taking care of the family for quite a bit of time and then kind of just doing some thinking about new projects for next year, working on Man. some new putters, a face balance putter. I got a new iron design in my head. I'm sort of working with the designers overseas with for uh, kind of an ultra game improvement club. So just a little bit of. Uh, Chris, did you hear that? Yeah. Well, I heard it. Good for your game. I, yeah. yeah. Wide soul, real wide soul, but still hollow body technology and then bouncing ideas back and forth of like, how do you guys, it's ideas sharing basically. So working on yeah. that a little bit, just in the concept stage. And then some of our prototypes we're working on, uh, like the iron that we're working on with Tommy Armour third. it's behind schedules because of what happened in China with the coronavirus. So then we're still, we've been double whammy for what's going on now of us kind of being you know, not completely shut down, but we're running at much less capacity and working from home. We're yeah, still you, behind some of our projects too. You've, been, so. you've basically been hit twice by this. Yeah. I think that's kind of a yeah. crazy part is like we got hit on the front end from an inventory standpoint when everything was kind of going down in China and over right. here, nobody really cared at that point. I mean, that um, was hitting when we ran into you guys at that Chicago yeah, golf we expo. About that. Yeah. 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 Well, we talked about it when you guys came out. When we came down to the shop. Yeah. Yeah, because we were yep. you were talking about build yeah. places in China that you were familiar with. Yep. Um, and it, it like it was just kind of starting at that point. But mm-hmm. Weird. So yeah, so you were on the front end and kind of the back end. The interesting part is the people I knew over there said it is going to be. They they were sending me masks in February saying you're going to need this, and I was like, oh, that's nice of them. Chris, edit that out so people don't start, you know, <laughs> flocking to his headquarters and breaking yeah, right? the doors down. This poor guy, so his surviving coronavirus. He should have been, been selling logoed sub seventy masks. <laughs> I mean, I'll buy one. They really were like, like this is, you know, be careful. I mean, it wasn't like right. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, sell stocks going into this, but they were like you're going to need these. And they sent to us out of the kindness of their heart. Like, and I was kind of like, ah, you know, this yeah. is going to happen yeah. over here. And it did. So, um, yeah, we've been hit kind of twice with it, but like yeah, I said, we're, we're fortunate. Everyone's healthy and we're just kind of playing time out a little bit right now and we'll get through it. We've been working on like some website stuff, um, some kind of behind the scenes, you know, nothing fun for the customer, but just kind of getting things squared away on the back end. Um, I don't even know. The, the interesting story was, was when we, when we had, uh, and when the mics weren't hot, William, when we were That's, talking, no, it's, you say before the mics went, God, you're the industry Sorry. guy, even though I'm the editor, you're <laughs> so the industry you, guy. You told the story. I think Jason had told the story to us about like the day that we were going into like lockdown. Right. And you guys tried to, you guys worked through the night basically to fill every order you possibly could. Yep. before locking the doors down which was just like I, you know that, it's crazy you don't even think about that insane because we had to shut you know so i think the governor came on was it two or three in the afternoon on two, that yeah. mm-hmm. 2 p.m so yep. we had a we talked about if this happens what do we do but i've never been through a drill where you have to think about how do you shut down three companies at once take care of the employees Make sure everyone's safe. Put a contingency plan in place because what do you do with returns coming in? What do you do with the orders in queue? So you're literally just like on the fly 
how do we bring this to an end? And then where do we kind of pick up with? It was, uh, there's no training for it. I mean, I think we did as good as we could do, but it was one of those, I felt it was like, uh, you're just like on an adrenaline rush of like, what's next, what you'll start with the most important thing and keep parsing it down until we got there. And, you know, number one is obviously safety of the employees, everybody, here's the contingency plan. Here's how we're going to do it. Then you just, okay, how many do we got? We grinded it out on Friday night, got everything done. And then it's like, all right, here's the new reality. How do we, you know, you're talking to your banker, you're talking, you know, you're got a contingency fund. Like it's like, you're in it for the long haul now. How do you get through the other side of this? And thank goodness we're going to be okay. And we're going to be just fine. But it was that day will stick with me forever of like shutting in mid season, like right when you're starting getting busy, <laughs> shutting everything down in like one night. Well, never mind the like, then never mind the nature of the golf industry. And this was, you know, hitting right when <clears throat> we golf historically ramps up. And I always use the example. I mean, you could see it. It's players' championship week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could see, yeah. you could see in our website traffic, like, I mean, we always steadily grow, but you go through the, the lull in the winter season. And then basically January 1st picked up if we, our growth trajectory never left off and or never stopped. And it's like, man, we're going to have big numbers. And then basically just went, you know, just yeah. dive bombs. And that was my early warning side where I'm going, Oh, this is going to get ugly. So that's just the golf industry. Then there's just the momentum your brand has had over the past. I don't want to say, I mean, you from day one, I feel like it's been a steady growth, but I almost feel like the last six months for you guys has just been outrageous. And the machine was really moving for you guys. And people are starting to be like, oh, this isn't a flash in the pan thing. They're worth paying it. These guys are really worth paying attention to. Things were things were looking good for you guys this year, and then boom, stop that momentum, halt, right? Or am yeah. I crazy? No, we were we were clicking on all cylinders for sure. After spending, I mean, if you count the whole planning process and everything else, I mean, years kind of getting the ball rolling, just like incremental little baby steps. And then I would I would agree with that. Probably over the last five six months, we were starting to see like exponential growth on a monthly like basis like it was just crazy like to the point where like in february we were like you know scrambling just to keep up because we didn't expect it to blow up that early in the year you guys were selling Um, you were selling out stocks of irons before they even existed and i I think of the 699 pro specifically but they they were gone the first batch was we couldn't even put it on the website they were all sold we don't we don't have pictures we can just (laughs) tell you a little bit about them that's it. That's enough. I'm so we made this thing and people yeah. bought it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We, yeah. We had so many orders of just call me when they're in that we, we did have pictures in a description, but the clubs never made it up before they were all gone on the first batch. Yeah. I gave Chris, I, I try, I gave him an out to make it more of a legend than he's already becoming. <laughs> and he had to say, we had pictures and descriptions already. You know? We didn't even have specs where we didn't have anything. We didn't even know what color they were. Yeah. Doesn't we weren't matter. even sure our brand was on them. <laughs> the logo's upside down, but hey. Right, whatever. We're like, why do these say mirror on them? I don't know what happened here. <laughs> it was it was going really well. And then this happens, but 
it's it's beyond our control. Like we can't do anything. And then it, then all of a sudden it becomes not as important in the sense like, you know, is everyone safe and is is everyone okay and is their families healthy? It sort of takes a priority a little bit. And then it's For like sure. you kind of hit the timeout button and you go, okay, you know, it is what it is, and everyone's struggling a little bit right now. And I'm sure everyone wants to get back to normal. And I really think once we you know, do, we'll kind of pick up where we're going. And then I don't want to speak for Jay, but I'm sure he's on the same page. And then we didn't really know, like, what do we do? We don't really want to put promo stuff out because it just didn't feel appropriate. We felt like we should just kind of, for lack of a better word, like kind of take a time out and mourn with everyone. Like, this is hard on everybody. Like, yeah. My normal people. I mean, Jay, you're the marketing yeah. expert, right? Like, what, like, how do you react to this kind of thing? Like, what do you do? We didn't. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre obviously for everybody it's you know a situation no one really has ever seen um you know i think we saw the writing on the wall with the shutdown coming and what was going on so we had some time to kind of mentally prepare ourselves for you know the fact that this was probably going to end up happening at some point um from a marketing standpoint i mean like bill just said i guess like we just really are i think genuinely interested in like staying in contact with the people and like being available and telling them like we're going to be back it's just a matter of time yeah um but it like jason said too like we're not gonna discount product and try and push a bunch of stuff out there i mean like we can weather the storm and wait it out and come out the other side and we think that you know the product and the service and the pricing and everything else is all where it needs to be um, and we've had that mindset from the start where it's like, we're not going to run 20% off promo codes every month. Like, yeah, that's stupid. I mean, then they're, you're just basically saying there's margin in there that you have wiggle room on that you're sitting on. <laughs> um, so we've always taken that approach to it as far as like, you know, once a year, I think we did a, what do we do a cyber Monday deal this past year? Um, you know, with every other company on planet earth. But uh, otherwise, I mean, it's, it's a really strange time, you know, from a marketing standpoint. It's more just like keeping people informed on where we're at, what we're trying to do, um, and just waiting for, for the, uh, you know, vehicle to get moving forward again. Yeah, I, mean, I think just like out of respect to humanity, we just sort of hit the pause button. I haven't done any yeah. podcasts, and I love doing it, but it's like, I was talking to Kelk, like Kelk Avecchio was going to come on. It's like, look at this guy name dropping. He's talking to Kelk. <laughs> oh, that guy. What, what do you do? Right? Like, it's, it, it's not, it just didn't seem fu- like, um, cause you want to talk to him about like, okay, let's say we we're going to talk to him like, uh, around the players, the masters, like you want to talk to him about like the players happening and your experience at the players, Kelk. And what was, and it just felt For sure. off. It just felt yeah. off. And I didn't want to be like, like have, like be sad because that's not fun for people. So like, like you guys, we're doing this with you guys now and I'm going to have a guest on, like we're starting it next week. I think the shock of it's over a little bit. And it's like, okay, we can now all enjoy a podcast. Hey, talk to me, talk to me at about 1 PM every work day and tell me the shock's over. You're like, Oh, never mind. People are still losing their damn minds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start getting 1 PM. Something's never changed. That's fair. You know, but like personally, I feel like I can, I'm in a space maybe where I'm more comfortable of like, it's not going to be all, you know, nothing's changed, but like, I think I can 
have a more oh what's what i'm trying to look like like i don't feel like i should just be glued to the tv every night like getting all the information i still pay attention to what's going on but i feel like i i'm allowed now to have that little bit of part of what we do kind of back a little bit and talk some golf and you know talk to, of, of about like a little bit of fun in your life again like yeah. it's been serious the last two or three weeks and i think just everyone's like, like i'm ready for doing a podcast to kind of bring it back a little bit and hopefully with like the better news of the curve kind of going the other way like it feels like there's a little bit of a return to normalcy just there's some normalcy to it yeah for sure i'm ready for it now like two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago i wasn't i wasn't yeah. ready to do it now it's I such a like weird like thing because you know a lot of the stuff that we've experienced in the past like these crazy sort of traumatic things are like really sudden and like but like this whole covid thing has been just like mm-hmm. such a mind drain like and just like never ending like it's just yeah. like everyone is stuck in this like like same groundhog day like <laughs> oh it's so crazy how but, much uncertainty is there really right <laughs> yeah i don't i mean but hopefully we are getting there i mean i know jason and i and everybody else are you know damn sure ready to get back on the horse and I mean, you guys are kind of, you kind of reopened, right? Like slowly starting to try to fill some orders here. Let's preface that with, we, we learned this. This is an inside info and this isn't saying you guys are full speed ahead. you made an, you made a, I don't even think it was an Instagram post. It was a story saying, Hey, we've been able to figure out how to get some things moving. If you have an order we're doing what we can for you. Correct. Yep. In so yes. many words, paraphrase. It's a patchwork setup. Um, you know, however you want to, you know, define it. It's, you know, definitely like Jason said, uh, before the mics were hot, that it's oh, kind of had a boy, oh, it's had a boy industry, <laughs> industry <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're trying to keep up with what's coming in, which it's slow. I mean, it's obviously we're not, you know, getting hammered with orders and, phone calls you know nobody's in the office so we don't have any sales guys or you know customer support guys um nobody's there but we're kind of we figured out a way to sort of you know get the process lined up where somebody can handle something and there's only one person in the building at a time and we can get some of the stuff sent out so that we're not way behind the eight ball whenever this does return to normal and you you guys you are at a point where I mean, I feel I I feel I have the need to clarify this for you. So you yeah, you're me. underselling it the effort quite a bit. You can thank me later. You guys have to court because there is to even do any of this, there is a very concerted effort that has to take place to coordinate who is where when. You can't be you can't have two people there at the same time because that's like. I mean, I think that's literally illegal. Um, you have people coming in to the shop one at a time, picking up gear, bringing it home with the right facilities to do it. And I mean, listen, if you're a real golf nerd, anything like that, but it, we couldn't come close to operating to where we were at before this happened. So we're kind of trying to, the pace that we're at, we can sort of handle it. And that's why, if it if it we can't really get it that much more busy right now because we if if we were operating where we were at even in February we couldn't we wouldn't be able to do it. 
But so. you're putting yourself in a position so when the doors do, do open up again, you aren't buried to the point of death. Correct. You're like we we were before again before the mics went hot. Uh, we were saying it was like treading water, but <laughs> he loves the, it, yeah, Jay. Like, he can't help himself, Jay. He just has to say it. All the time. <laughs> Listen, I'm a big production guy. Big production but, guy. Bill, I think like what you said though is correct. Like the first week, we kind of shut everything down. Everybody was making sure they were healthy and okay and at home and taken care of and dealing with family getting, stuff and everything. Getting else. their feet under him in the new reality. Yeah, and everybody was yeah. in a state of shock a little bit. I think like there was a lot of jokes and people were having fun with it at the beginning and then it slowly has kind of worn to like back Chris to and I don't know what you're talking about that wasn't <laughs> us no so and then the, I would say we spent the week after that kind of trying to figure out how to get this to work I mean it took us like yeah. you said a lot of kind of going back and forth and figuring out who could do what when um, what was realistic and you know whatnot and just trying to iron out all those details so that we could get to the point where we could just do a little bit just a little bit to like keep this thing, you know, going. Um, so like you said, we're not completely overwhelmed because, you know, hopefully if things do return to normal and we can start operating again, you know, we would expect business to pick up significantly, like very quickly, you know, like overnight sure. people are going to be like, okay, let's go. Like it's back to golf season. You know, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, but yeah, it took it took some planning and, and some, you know, kind of organization to, to get to the point where there's, you know, sort of a handful of people that are all doing, you know, the one little thing to, to keep, you know, orders kind of getting fulfilled. I mean, I'm getting my batch of club builds sent to me this week, right? I'll build them and I can send them out for you, too. You trust me completely. All right, good, good. All right, cool. And I promise every one of them matter. Just, just you, how you ever think that customer needs it. Just yeah, and I, I promise you, every every one of them will ship, especially those six thirty nine CB slash MB combo sets. They will all go out. I promise. Perfect. Okay, good. Thanks, Bill. Hey, let's Appreciate go back. It, let's go back to that podcast. Uh, so, Jason, you do a podcast when things are normal, if you will. On a yeah. fairly regular basis, yeah? Yeah, we did. We averaged about one a week. So we're almost at, Jay, we almost had about 100 episodes. Yeah, we're, I think I think this next one will be like episode 99, I think. The great one? Four, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. European Paulina, tour. right? What's that? <laughs> Paulina, is right? That's right. No, that's, 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 you son of a bitch. <laughs> She, anyway. does have it, she does have a tattoo like down and by her hip. I know. She, which is very <laughs> weird to me. Very weird. That is, that is really yee, weird. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Uh, yes. A, a, little, a lot of strange. Yeah. Yes. Kind of a, anyway. Very questionable. Not yes. where I thought this was going. Hey, 90 Anyways, podcast. Jason, cool. talk about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, Tony's uh, coming on. He does, you know, he does a European tour. He's great on TV, does Sky Sports. So, if you guys watch European tour, you'll see Tony, you know, doing that a lot. And he's got 25 professional wins between European tour and um, Sunshine tour and South African tour. He played professional golf for a long time. So, those guys Amazing. are always an interesting talk because think of the equipment he has seen in his career from starting for off with sure. to the pro That's my guy right there. Not about his wins, whatever. Think of the equipment. 
the equipment, right? Like I don't give a shit what you won, Tony. <laughs> tell me about tell me about your first McGregor persimmon driver. That's all I want to talk about. Bill is not impressed with multiple European tour wins whatsoever. It doesn't oh, you do won the Masters six times, Tiger. <laughs> Let me talk about your putters, okay? Right. So no, like the, I think it's gonna be a really interesting conversation since he's seen it all. He's won at a really high level, and he's I think he's a great commentator on TV. So I think there's a those in there, you know, guys play the European tour are like super entertaining normally, and they're usually very open when they were good, when they were bad. Like I sucked during this time, and I was, you know, like you get an honest conversation with them. So, yeah, I would say one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things we've learned doing the podcast is that European players or commentators or whatever you know they are are so less guarded than all the American guys. Like Bill and I have talked a, about that. I was saying, it's Chris, crazy. do you hear them ripping off our content? <laughs> it's it's amazing though. Like yep. it's like the American. I think I don't know if it's because like growing up from a young age, they're basically getting trained to be like a professional athlete, so they're super like aware of like sponsorships and things right. like that. Right. Whereas like these European guys, or you know, wherever they're from, it like they just seem like they just shoot from the hip, like and just have like, I don't know, it's such a more honest conversation. Um, whenever you get those guys, it's, they, it's so fun. I have strong thoughts and you two being stuck in it. Don't have to opine on this. I think American golf is so defined by conformity and a hundred year old culture and yeah. where the Europe, like an exclusivity and huh, you're not part right. of us. That's a Whereas, hierarchy involved and things like that. Where like, over there, there really isn't. It's just like, yep. The Europeans the are, they're like, oh, I play golf once a week. I'm not a golfer. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? I would, yeah. I would murder someone to be able to golf once a week at this point in my life. Like, oh no, I don't take it too serious. And like, but it's just like, yeah, I go down to my local course. I give them my five quid, and I, <laughs> I knock, I knock the rock around a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I agree with Jay. Like one of my best, my favorite, one of my favorite interviews was Parnovic, right? And it was just like so honest, like talking about Ryder Cups. Like, you know, when, when you got Tiger Woods, when you got to play him, like you probably wanted that, right? Like you, Jesper, there's nothing better than a competitor wanting the best. He's like, are you kidding me? That was the worst draw ever. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want that guy. I don't want him on a Sunday. I right? can't beat Tiger. Right. <laughs> like, oh no, it was the worst. Like I was shitting myself. Like, no. <laughs> and he's like completely honest with it. Like he grinded his ass off. And I think he I think he they uh they tied. But he was like, No. I was expecting the answer to be like, Well, of course I wanted the best, right? right I wanted him the softball of like, yeah, yeah, like how how amazing was it to go up against the best in the world? And he's like, It sucked, it was terrible. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I love Parnovic Jasper. Awesome. He had like great stories about talking like playing the European tour in the late 80s when the money was so terrible that if you were basically in a great town to go out and you were like tied 52nd, yeah, it wasn't worth not I, going. Yeah, you wouldn't show up the next day, right? It was like, like forget well, it. I remember that episode. That's but if you finished like 42nd or 53rd, right. there was no difference. The, the night, the $100 difference literally wasn't worth the great night and the check open. So right, they would right. like, that's and I would like, him, with Sam Torrance, if he was top <laughs> 10 on Friday, would you find him in a bar on a Friday night during the traveling circus? Like, he, he's like, 100%. Right. He's got a late tee-off time. He's going out for a few. Like, he's like, he wouldn't get wrecked. 
but he's having a nice dinner, five wines, a few cigarettes. He's going to go play golf the next day. Right. A few cigarettes. He means like a carton. (laughs) (laughs) A few dozen. Carnivic, like it was like a lifestyle, like a traveling circus. It was simply a lifestyle that was led. And he's like, it was so much fun. Like the conversations were just awesome because it's exactly how you imagine the European tour was in 1988. I always think Faraday tells a good version of that story where he, because he has all his demons where he's like, yeah, I, I missed the cut. Oh, I think on purpose at that point. So, you know, I'm missing the cut in Ireland, waking up in Spain. You know, yeah. how did I get here right. overnight? <laughs> yeah, that's he went in the Scottish Open. Didn't he go party with Jimmy Page in London and never found the trophy? Yeah, it was something he... like that. Yeah, and they had to make a new trophy. Worth it. Then... Worth it. He's, yeah, he started off in Scotland and woke up in London and could and the trophy's never been found? Yeah, something like that. It's at but Page's it's... house. We all know yeah. it's at Jimmy Page's house. He's like, this is my trophy now. His favorite like, possession. Every time I every time I play Ramblin' on, I put this on top of my old JMP. Not a big deal. That's guitar talk. And and I really think there is like you can see how the Europeans could be like such a great Ryder Cup team, right? Because like they yeah. would just yep. gel and they're like chill. And I think they don't let the moment get too big. Like it's a huge moment, but they just I like their I, I love our American players too, but the Europeans got a great vibe. They really do. I'm looking oh, forward to it. I I oh, I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> I support Europe and the Ryder Cup over the US every time. <laughs> you can't do that. One, how do we mute how do we mute Bill on this thing? You yeah. can't because of my <laughs> zoom. We all touch him, will he get kicked out? Um, <laughs> like we're one, still Americans, but I like the Euros. Like they're just every European guest is just like I could go have beers and hang out with that dude. All right, so one Ian Poulter guy, big Ian Poulter guy. Two, of course, Bill's a big Ian Poulter guy. Yeah. He's course. a German that, that fits hey, Chris, like Chris, so <laughs> Chris. First off, I'm reserving my comments to you, but this you almost got some harsh ones because we're recording. <laughs> I didn't use them. Two. He's like the Jeremy Roenick of golf, and I think of anyone. How dare you, sir? How dare you? What do you mean? How, how dare, dare you? How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. You? you know what? I don't mean to put Ian Poulter in that light after Jeremy Roenick's <laughs> comments about having threesomes with Catherine Tappen and his wife and getting kicked and fired from NBC. My mistake. <laughs> While he was playing, when he was when he was busting his ass for our Blackhawks. No, him and Tony Amante just got in a big fight because Jeremy Roenick. Uh, or I'm sorry, Tony Amante gave Jeremy Roenick's girlfriend his tickets right next to Jeremy Roenick's wife, allegedly. It's all alleged. Legend. Shut up. <laughs> I can't is- believe you made me defend Jeremy Roenick. That's what it's come to. <laughs> I'm a big Jeremy Roenick guy, too. That's the worst part. This is where we've gotten COVID-19. Right, right. Oh, I, welcome. Feel like, I like Pulse. To come up as an assistant golf pro, to get to where he is, it's a, actually a great story. Like That doesn't happen that often. You don't start off as an assistant pro in Europe at a I, golf Listen, course. we can do a whole episode. Yeah, on- but when he when Pult, I so I also enjoy Pulse. When he's on the Ryder Cup team, I yeah. don't. I've grown to appreciate Pulse for sure, but... He's like a perfect, you know, villain in the Ryder Cup, which yeah. I appreciate. Up, I don't, Jay. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with like, you, Jay. I'm with you. You shut up, Bill. The, the problem with the Ryder Cup <laughs> in the, or like the President's Cup is that Patrick Reed like weighs right. evenly the other direction yeah, for me. You're so right. I'm kind of like, Ugh. he makes things real tough. 
Right. That's true. <laughs> I don't want I that Hey, Patrick. Hey, check this out. Remember that? Miracle of Medina? Oh, nice. God, oh, yeah. the worst. Why do you hate America, Bill? Sunday. I was I, out there. I were you really? History. Yeah. Yeah. I was out there that Sunday. I remember telling myself, you'll never, I mean, you're watching bad history from our side, but I, I saw it all happen. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like that was <laughs> awesome. You got to give Polts credit. Like it's not the prettiest swing in the world. He just, he's gotten the most out of his talent. What's he got? 12 European tour wins, something like that. Like he's something a hell like of a player, man. For sure. You don't, you don't win that many times around the world without being great. He's a great player. No, and for sure. There's a there's a reason that Americans hate him, right? Because the dude just right. kills. I think That's Americans right. have grown to hate him less than they hate Patrick Reed. So, yeah. and Patrick Reed won them a Ryder Cup for Christ. I would sake. trade Reed for Poulter in a second, in yeah. a heartbeat. Take I think him. Poulter has, you know, over the last five, six, whatever years, has certainly kind of earned. I don't know more appreciation. I like. I don't know how to put it, but. Like he was, he was definitely more of a villain, like in the past. I think but that was that he was so much more fun in the villain era. <laughs> and he had his frosted tips. Oh his yeah, visor. his gold, his gold jumpsuit. Right. Oh, that was awesome when he got the big fine because he wore an Arsenal jersey instead of a golf shirt. <laughs> Don't you think it is that people start to appreciate the talent when you've been on tour and that good for now twenty years plus? I think there's also like. Uh, acknowledgement that yeah that is hard to do man to be good for, sure. for 20 years plus on both major tours for a long time and winning at both tours like he's it's hard to do it for 20 years plus and he's proven he's good and i've I mean, been good for zero years as an amateur who plays recreationally <laughs> and i have respect for that i have respect for every time you shoot 78 from the middle tees i'm like tipping the hat and going well done sir God, that's been it's been like four years since that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm thanks for the credit, for that. but that's not happening these days, bro. <laughs> it's hard to be that good for that long. How many didn't he the- um didn't he lose his card too, and then he earned it back? No, no he did lose his card. Uh, he did, but I he remember that was the Brian Gay when they had the. That's right. Yeah. He never technically lost it because of the math equation. Oh yeah. no, other God. way around. He technically lost it, but then he got it back. Because right. Brian Gay's wife went, hang on, the math doesn't add up. And the yeah. PGA Tour went, oh, it doesn't. Oh, and by the way, Pulse, you're back. He's <laughs> back. And then he went nuts, right? Didn't he win like yeah. $3 million bucks in the next season? He won yep. an event. He played like second at the players. Like, that's what I'm saying. When the chips are down, that that's dude. right. He get, That was the second at the players. Yep. And he won yep. the – he, was, he wasn't high enough in the rankings for the Masters. And he then won, won the Houston Open as the last yep. chance to get in. That's right. I, he's a gamer, man. Like, he's just – Friggin' good. He's just good. He gets the ball in the hole. Period. That's what I say. Like he's good. We haven't even gotten. We haven't even scratched the surface on my Ian Poulter problem. Just gonna tell you guys. I'm also regretting taking that picture down to show you because that's gonna be a real pain in the ass to hang back up on the wall. <laughs> when did you get it signed by him? By Serves the way? you right. I don't remember. I'm not gonna lie to you. I so I will tell you. I knew a few he bought people. It. He bought it. No, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I knew a few thing on eBay. <laughs> this is when I should have known I was destined to be Mr. Golf Media Internet guy. Um, I knew a few people back in the day when IJP Design, his clothing company, was a thing. Yeah. And so uh, I'll just say they took pretty good care of me. <laughs> this I How did that clothing company not just like flourish in Europe? 
it did for a little bit, but the, the I've, I've noticed a pattern like the Europeans aren't big. Like we just got to buy everything. You know, they get their clubs, they use them for 15 years and they're like, Oh, yeah. maybe I should get something new. And yeah, they're, they're not, not like us. Yeah. Not at all. Right. Yeah. They're not chasing the shiny object every year. Every no, six or months. The, the pastel right. style or the whatever Right. thing like they're not doing they don't do that so william no. do you have any of the ig uh the the polter clothes i mean do you have any leftovers still from that collection i do yeah, have a little bit of collection. <laughs> i do and i like i literally have a pair so oh boy real roundabout story um here chris as we talked about scott redmond concepts on the last of course, episode of course but at one point uh and i didn't know this when i like started dealing with them way back in the day uh ijp design sent them like a bunch of the fabric they were using for his tartan trousers and they made the they made out of those putter covers for them to sell so knowing them like i do these days i still have a bunch of these like old ijp tartan. so you've got you've got ian poulter's pants as a putter cover is that no, what you're getting well, at here literally his pants i was like yo let me get them pants <laughs> i'll make them into putter covers no 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 not once on your website those ones <laughs> no i kid but i do have like old tartans or plaid pants for those who don't know what tartan is uh from the igp design days i'm like tell you what i'm either a not gonna wear these b they fit me like 12 years ago they don't now I'll give them to you guys, make some covers out of them or something. So I, I recently unearthed a pair from my garage, like, you know, up in the rafters, <laughs> threw it through the wash and the air drain. So I could go grab a pair and show you to them. But yeah, I do have some old IJP design laying around. I can respect that. Then you've been in for a while. Oh, I've been a Polter guy since college. I graduated okay. college in 07. That gives you a timeline. Fair I'm enough. William on this one. I'm, I got respect for Ian. I think he's good. He's great. He's good. He's great. Jason, this is why we're such quick best friends. Just saying. <laughs> it's proven. I just wish he wasn't so good against us. Yeah. That's all. That's fair, but I don't care. And he bought, <laughs> he, he's a partner in the ownership of buying the state police car that rushed Rory McElroy to his Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's right. Sunday is that right? Cup yeah. Is that right? Walter has it in the car museum with all of his Ferraris. Yeah. Wow. The state Illinois state police car that got Rory to the, the Ryder cup in Medina. And, and introduced Rory to his wife. Did he really? He, really? he married that girl that like got him to the course at Medina. That's it wasn't wife. a girl. It was a guy that drove him. No, but she, she was the one that was like, getting him to the course or whatever. Mr. McElroy, it's your wake-up call at the hotel. Yeah, you're late, bro. Well, there might have been a reason why – she may have been the reason why he was late in the first place. I thought it was allegedly, a allegedly, chick. allegedly. He said allegedly. Right. We didn't yeah. say that as fact. That's alleged. <laughs> Rumor has it. If Rory wants to come after me, God bless him. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah Rory, we'll take – Chris, Chris, he'll drink your milkshake, oil guy. He'll take the lawsuit. I have nothing to do with this. Right. Well, speaking of, like, since we're on the golf topic, Ryder Cup, what are they going to do for the teams? Looks like that's still on. Is it going to be 12 captains' picks? Is world rankings? Like, how are they going to solve this here? It's a good we're question. Not full tour events here. What did Padraig say? He said something like, 
it's going to come down to those last few weeks of PGA tournaments and assuming there'll be some European tournaments. And then there's been two arguments, like just take the top 12 rankings. Yeah. Or, or just, the game 12 picks. Or yeah. just be like, Hey, here's the eight top rankings, four picks go. Sorry. You don't have much to go on. And we'll just yeah. go off of who's the hottest now. What about right. just leaving the captains? You pick the 12. Just go pick them. It's an exhibition. Awesome. Do just do a, do a live draft. Do a draft, yeah. you know? Just take your 12 guys you want right now because there's not enough – there's going to be such a delay in the in play. Those guys are – you know, they both have been on tour. They're still current. Like, you know, yeah. still out there enough. They know. Like, pick your yeah. 12 guys you want. Yeah, because you're, you're only going to have, what, six tournaments before that? Seven tournaments before that? Like, you're not going to have a lot to work off, so you might as well just – Pick some dudes and go. I just like look. I don't care. I just hope it happens. That's why I'm <laughs> at right now. I just hope it happens. Pick. Just go. Need that shock mount on this new mic stand here, Chris. Just by the way, but so it's, it's not so easy, huh? With your now, you know why I hit the mic every once in a while. Yeah. All right. Okay. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you're trying to pull McGinley's back on the team. Just bring the classic Euros back. Just do it. Put them out there. What For Nick sure. Faldo? Right. You and Sergio are going to be a, be a four-ball team? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go do it. Right? Sandy Lyle would have been playing today at, at Augusta, I'm sure. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about some of those old guys? I wonder, were there any old guys that this was going to be their last Masters? Larry Mize, was he close? I, I would imagine. Like, what happens been. to that? That sucks. Yeah. Well, here, oh, you know what? I guess hold off till November, bro. Like, just hang on. Yeah. <laughs> hang on <man>. You <laughs> got six months. That is so funny, though. <laughs> just stay in your house, man. Don't leave. I'm gonna Watch out for that COVID in the cars. <laughs> At the Open Championship, this is supposed to be Kelk's last one. Did yeah, they give I remember. Them yeah. How does that work? Do they give them one more than? They almost have to, don't you? They better. They I'll better. tell you what. I'll let it happen. Give them one more. They got yeah. to. You can't not have an open champion get the chance to try yeah. to make a cut and do one more, right? You yeah. have to. You can't deny that moment. Yeah. Are they are they gonna just cancel then the one this year, like at Royal St. George or whatever? Yeah, it was can yeah, it's because, been canceled. Yeah. I know, but like well, I mean Oh, so you mean they're gonna reschedule it for next year or whatever? Yeah, because yeah, so, it was like an anniversary, right? Right. Year? So the reason yeah, so it usually gets played at the old course every five years, every zero and every, every year that ends in zero and every year that ends in five, but somehow it got goofed up. And so like the 150th open is next year and they wanted to do it at St. Andrews. We're going to do that one at St. Andrews. Now it's going to be the 149th open. Oh, right. So now like, do they do it? Like, do they bump everything back a year? So you're saying, did they do it at St. George's again? Next right. year, in 2021? Yeah, and then bump St. Andrew's it back. Right? It wouldn't hurt anything. But that's why St. Andrew's got, like, bumped back, because, like you said, it was, like, an anniversary thing where they wanted the 150th to be at the old course. Hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of goofy. I'll, I'll actually send Kelk a message on that. I'm actually curious if they've said anything to him now it's officially been canceled. Well, ask Tony when you talk to him. Yeah, he would know, right? What do they do with the guys who are on the – because I think is it, it's by age at the Open, right? I think when you're 60, that's it. Is I that, have no, no idea. No one can play past 60. Is it 60 or is it some – where's the where's the cutoff? Why would this be Kel, – Kelk won in 89, so why would this be his last 
is it by it's got to be by age right i, I would have uh, he won in 89 so we've he hasn't 30 more you get 30 yeah i don't know how like, that works yeah me either <laughs> we'll have to would, learn what's augusta now is it by age or do they get the letter where you say you're kind of not competitive and this is your last one yeah i think they decide like if it's a uh, well if you if you won they heavily suggest like Maybe you shouldn't tee it up. The yeah, next yeah. Year. <laughs> right. Like you shot right. 88, 87. Right. I think they so did it, officially de- decree there would be an age limit now. At but, the Masters. But what do you do yeah. if you're Freddie and Freddie is still long enough to be competitive there? I mean, Freddie could top 30. Dude, Bernhard <laughs> top 20s every year. Yeah, for sure. By 60, right? Because Langer, what, finished 22nd last year or something at 62 years old? Hey, Jay, show some respect. It's not Bernhard. It's Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> Come on. Bernard. Bernard. Bill and his Euros, man. Like, he's just like. I don't know yeah. if you know. Hey, you want... hey, Bill, why don't you just what? move over there, okay? Just, just get out <laughs> of the country. I thought I wanted to all my life. Being being an Anglophile due to that band called Oasis again. Um, and then I got to go there. I've been there a bunch of times since. I took one trip to England. I'm like, oh, no. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> so I, I could just move to Seattle instead. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Seattle's true. England? Well, I guess weather-wise, sure. Yeah, yeah weather-wise. But culturally, it's still America. Right, it's exactly. Like, it's a better America in Seattle. Yeah. Jeez, easy, easy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's not start a war. Based on ability versus age, is that sort of where it is where you get suggested? Like, so Longer might literally play in it to a 68? I mean, my understanding is, like, the Masters, are, you basically have a lifetime exemption. So right. I, think, I think they just maybe, like, very bluntly suggest if your talents aren't there anymore <laughs> that maybe you should sit it out. Like, I, I swear I remember age. It's an aging like, like Fred Ridley comes out and he shakes your hand on Friday afternoon and he's like, "Hey, you know, maybe next year." Maybe you sit the this one out, one. champ. Well, yeah, I think. Right. Well, I think that's why they made it an age thing. So like that didn't have to happen where they pull you aside and like, "Hey, listen." Um, you kind wouldn't of Ford go play nine holes and withdraw after shooting fifty when he was like nine, 86 years old? Like that—that that was starting to get to the end of it, right? Because guys, oh, yeah. But seriously though, like, what if Phil Mickelson is sixty-three years old and he's out there trying to pound drivers <laughs> and like right. people are eating it up? And, and you know, I don't know. It's super weird. But well, I'm sure they'd make an because ex- this is what. This there will be some guys do. that they'll let out there until they until they're dead. Right? Longer, like, longer is sixty two or sixty three, somewhere there, right? Yeah, but I, he's still. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. You can't tell him golf. he can't play crazy. For he's sure. competitive out there. He's literally yeah. competitive. Well, that yeah. is a big yeah. deal with him on the senior tour. Was that he? Uh, they there's like a I don't remember what the stat was, and it's been a few years now because him and a couple other people have defied it. But they're like it's really about the first two years of being eligible in the senior tour that you have to just rack up your wins because there's such a sharp fall off as you get older. And then there's some stat about how no one at the percentage of wins that go to anybody over the age of 55 or whatever. It goes way down. Yeah. But then the problem is he's in his sixties. <laughs> I'll, I'll be early sixties. Yeah. Just <laughs> kicking the shit out of everybody for years. Well, when that player's championship was out at Exmoor, Jay and I went out there. Um, somehow we got media passes, and we went out there on the Tuesday and just watched. 
I didn't realize, Jay, don't you agree with this? He's long still. Yeah. Really? Yes. It was like, Jesus, this is hit, you know, really good still. Because you think of him as kind of like a precision player, which he is. But he seemed to have, I don't know, do you think the same thing, Jay? He had plenty of pop in the bat still. It was hit 290, 285. Like, he could pop it out there pretty good still. Well, and anybody, and it's, he's probably a, a perfect case of all those players where they're like, well, he could hit it longer, but he's in, for this reason, he tries to only play it 285 to 295. Right. You're like, I try to hit it as far as I can every time, and I'm a shit show. So, one of the. So he would have been like in his early 60s, watching it up close. It was still absolutely world-class good. Oh, yeah. Wow. One, what's interesting is always been that he'll – it's just been known any young guy coming on the senior tour is still going to get the crap kicked out of him by by Bernard. Um, and then there was all that like, well, I have no doubt when Phil hits, if he decides to at 50 years old, you know, hit a few senior events, Bernard's gonna wipe the wipe the floor with Phil. <laughs> but that said, Ernie made a brief showing already and has sort of turned some heads and been like, uh oh, wait, hang on. Ernie Els may be the passing of the torch and how it's not fair that these That's my guy right there. Yeah. yeah I like I like yeah, Ernie Els is my dude, man. I love that guy. But Ernie yeah, awesome. Ernie's gonna, I think, create a little <laughs> A little disparity amongst the ranks in the scene. Jason, where are you going, man? <laughs> phone's about croaking here. Oh. Well, Ernie's got so much just – it's just so much talent. You know, how do you – Shit, my phone's – He can here. miss one-and-a-half-footers like the best of them. Still the Somebody best just video. posted that. Yeah, that yeah, – that. I, I didn't watch it. I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to see it. I don't no, want to see it. I saw what happened, and I'm good. I don't want to watch it It gave again. me chills just yeah. seeing the post. I'm, like, afraid oh, that, no. I'm, I'm afraid that I'll, like, catch whatever yeah. that was. Like, yeah. Oh, see. It was like a close-up of the putter, too. I was like, oh, no, no. It's so bad that I don't <laughs> even – like, oh, it's so unreasonable. You can't even be infected by it. Like, this isn't real. Was it a five-putt or a six-putt? Five-putt, right? From from a foot and a half? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I felt yeah. for the guy. He's like, I've never got, I've heard like the guys, you know, me. Like, he's supposed to be like a really good dude. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. It's hard not to pull for Ernie. He'll, right? beat, like, he'll beat the shit out of you while you're sleeping on his plane, I, but he's a good yeah, guy. Man. The, yeah, man. Yeah, surfing the landings. That's right, yeah. Um, I played around a golf with a guy. It was, is Ernie's place on Lake Nona? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I played a, I played around a golf with the uh, like a former uh, GM at Lake Nona, and he became friends with Ernie, and he had some hilarious stories like basically like going out um, in the morning and you'd hear music from like you know twelve hundred yards away, <laughs> and the maintenance guys would be driving around like clearing dew off the fairways and stuff or whatever the hell they're doing at six a.m. seven a.m. And Ernie would be sitting out by his pool by himself with just beer bottles and like stuff everywhere. Like he had a party, but he's the only one still standing. Right. Everyone would be like, yeah, and he'd be yelling at the maintenance guys at like (laughs) seven in the morning, like, oh, Mike. Like, you know, just like, just still out there chugging beers. Like, Uh, he's like, he's the nicest dude in the world. That was also the Champions Tour event when we got yelled at by uh, VJ Singh. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was fun. a rite of passage, I think, in the golf industry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. <laughs> you must be a golf person. You've been yelled yeah. at by me. Chris and I know, like, our 
our outlets are really going to take off when we can get yelled at by VJ. Yep. Can't yeah. wait. Can't yeah. Wait. It's not hard. Too. Just find out where he is. And I say, Chris, let's get him on golf origin stories. He can get yelled at. Just get <laughs> right. it out of the way. He can yell Ask at me for 40 minutes and scandals. I can say, thanks for coming. <laughs> God. So Tell you what, he, he hits a good still too. It's, oh, he's uh, amazing. Yeah. It's just, he didn't see. He's like a golf too. machine. Yeah. Right. With his Adams, all of his Adams clubs, he's still playing. Uh, you know who else was the coolest dude ever from that tournament? You could go spend. Tom, Tom Kite was friggin' the man. I've heard that about him. Awesome. We walked like nine holes, like with him, and like two feet away from him. Yeah, just really asking about everything. The U.S. Oh, Open, he won. Hogan, growing up in Austin. Harvey Penick. Designing with Ben Crenshaw, Austin Country Club. How he was telling Jay and I like how you look at a golf course, and he was telling us like what he's seen. And do you see what we're what I'm seeing? And Jay and I are like, we would have never thought about that in a I'm million like, years. It's like someone <laughs> explaining like a you know impressionist painting to me or something. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I said, I'd be I'd be like Zach Galifianakis <laughs> doing the Goodwill Hunting scene in Hangover. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like he's what did jay like he was talking about the low point of the golf course and then the putt will break more and it's like so what do you guys see in this putt and we're kind of like look straight and he's like talking the land starts here and he puts it and it breaks more. Jay, like we jay and I were like, really yeah like we never would have how do you, you know, like mr kite so what are you looking at he's like well that's the low point here so you just it's an optical illusion but on x more this is going down to here so this putt's going to wow. break more. What do you guys see? And Jay and I are looking at it like, I don't know. We just like walk up and try to hit it on the green and try to like. <laughs> from there I was, like, I, I was so, I think in my own head, trying not to like get in the way or do anything idiotic, like, you know, have my cell phone ring or yeah. just like do like accidentally walk into a bunker or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I think I was kind of like having an out of body experience where I was just like watching myself making sure I wasn't going to do anything. Standing stupid. in front of him. You want to be that guy. Shot. No, yeah, like, the analogy I could give, like if you're a Cubs fan, like as much as I love golf, is it'd be like you get to go hit shag balls and play with Ernie Banks. And we got to go walk man. nine holes with Tom Kite and explain how he prepares for a major. In life, yeah. in golf, and winning a major, and talking about all of it. And he was just the absolute coolest dude in the world. Oh, like, and you got to walk to awesome. more. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool, too. Yeah. We got yelled at by VJ and got to spend time with Mr. <laughs> and that was the first time we met TA3, and he was like, eh, you know, I'm kind of more of a no-laying-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got sat down at first. We were like, you know, right, I can, uh, you know. Hey, TA, enough, TA3, you're not a child anymore. It's okay to move on with life. <laughs> He was awesome. He was he was a total gentleman, though. He really yeah, he was. It was funny. That's but, you know, Jay and I were like this. Tom Kite is like the – afterwards, Jay and I are like, he is the coolest dude in the world. Like – and he's still good, by the way. Like, Oh, yeah. Jay and I were like – he was 70 – like almost 70 years old. And Jay yeah, and I were like, yeah. he couldn't – He would take me to the woodshed every day. Oh, for sure, right. Yeah, yeah. He would clobbered yeah. us. Not, I mean, is that saying much so, Jay? Let's be honest. No. No, it's not saying anything, really, but <laughs> besides the fact that I would lose 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> yeah, at seven years old, Tom Kite would destroy your best player at your club who wins the club championship. Yeah. 
it would destroy him. He's still so, that good at 70. So I have an uncle who, you know, he's, he's, he's up there in age. He played college golf. I mean, he, let's just say he's lived the, he lived the life kind of a deal and um, has been afforded, was afforded the better, the better side of life through his years. And he played college golf at Penn and, oh, you know, nice. he, he can name drop like, Oh, I knew this guy, I knew that guy, you know, going way back in the day. And it'd be when I was at the peak of my game where I actually was pretty good and could put some good numbers up and it'd be, I, I would almost say cocky and there'd be nothing more demoralizing going out this guy and I'm hitting, you know, three ten off the tee and this guy's hitting he really got a hold of one getting 245 and he just kicks the shit out of me, no matter what tees we play. And it was so he'd be like, Oh God, I'm hitting on this par four into the wind. I'm hitting driver three iron pitching wedge. And then he still has a 45 footer and he makes it for par. And I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) Okay. You know? So yeah, I can only imagine. And he wasn't, he never he wasn't pro or anywhere near that. So I can only imagine how demoralizing Tom oh Kite God. would be. Yeah. Well Tom like, Kite still yeah, Tom Kite still hits a what, Jay? Two sixty five, two seventy on a frozen rope. Like it was he'll be yeah. getting around on a walker. He's, know, he's taking, still right, pretty good. Taking he's seven good. and a half hours to play eighteen holes, but putting up a sixty eight from the tips. Well, yeah, we talked about that a bunch. Like uh a lot of the guys that are like in their fifties now. You know, they hit it as far today as they did 20 years ago. Yeah. Longer. Right. Or longer, right? A lot of them are longer, right? It's crazy. So, yeah, Tom Kite, you give him, like, the new equipment and how efficiently he hits the ball, and it's, you know, he can still get it out there. Well, yeah, that golf course was playing, what, 7,200 yards or something like that? Like, he's more? 71? I just can't. I feel like, aren't they notorious for they don't have much? much range in that property and it plays well i mean you could stretch it to 71 yeah i can't play it too short or else they wouldn't have the tournaments yeah they playing as as a part 70 i can't remember i think it was a part 70 if i'm right and you and i were way off on what they thought they would shoot from watching it from walking it jay didn't we think like 11 or 12 under would win and bj shot like 19 or 18 under yeah jeez yeah, we didn't see that. Like, I was like, this course isn't exactly easy. Those guys are still so stupid good. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's a different level. Right. Different level. Uh, oh, boys, I, my phone's about to croak out here. I'm about 2%. Uh, that was mine, actually. <laughs> All right. I, I have two more questions. One, Chris and I are a package deal. When are we coming on your podcast? And are we at, do we have to talk golf? And let's start talking golf, but it could just go off any direction. Perfect. How about right. we do it? So we have to start talking golf at first. So how about this? How about after the first PJ tour event starts, we'll do like a recap so we can actually talk golf and then we'll talk raccoons. <laughs> we haven't talked about bread making yet either, Jason. I know you're dying to hear about bread making. And, and bread making. Right? <laughs> we can do all of that. But we'll at least start off with, I'll ask you about the tournament. 
how excited you were about uh, somebody get Jay Monahan on the phone and get this tour back in the air so that we yeah, can make this hurry. podcast happen. <laughs> Just so we can talk about Brad. Yeah, let's go. Wolfen's going like T forty eight, so we can talk about those rounds. <laughs> Here's a question for you. If we get a uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Peyton Matt, does that count as, as an event? <laughs> no. This has to be a PGA Tour sanction. I mean, I'll tournament. take anything to talk bread making. <laughs> <laughs> no, I right. need to be Poulter finishing T48, and then we got something to talk about. All right, Perfect. there we go. Second um, question. Jay. Yeah. How are you getting that hair? How are you keeping that hair looking so smooth during uh, quarantine here? It's just all natural flow. Uh, um, you know, wash it once every three days. Just let it, <laughs> yeah, just let it get really nice and grimy. Now, get- I, I don't know how this is going to get cut when I am allowed back to civilization. Yeah, are, you, are, you with, are you with us? We're not cutting our hair. I'm until, not cutting Yeah. Like Bill so and Jason and I have already talked about not cutting yeah. our hair. So Yeah, I'm in, man. All right, sweet. Someone yeah, get this 100%. guy a Bauer forty five hundred in the mail. We can't. I'm legit. We, I'm. I think I'm gonna have like an afro though if it keeps going. Because like my I hair know, starts. Man, like, it's out it of starts going outward. <laughs> I like it. I, yeah, it looks good. I'm but we jealous. can't cut it until we play around the golf together. That sounds. We gotta get you guys out at uh, Kish National on a Tuesday on a men's night for that experience. All Hang right. on, my arm's just been twisted. All right, I checked my calendar. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Let me know. I got. I have vacation days for days. <laughs> there's a good, there's a good right? group of, I call them like absolute degenerate golf addicts out there, and they're like my guys. Like it is such a fun club in the country. So you're gonna have to stay afterwards and have. Assuming the restaurant opens and we don't have to social distance, we you have to stay out and like drink with the guys and like have dinner and stuff there too. Done. Oh, okay. We'll sleep on the we'll sleep on the sub seventy shop floor. It's fine. I, I've got not I've a got bad spot. Bedroom. We're fine. Water bed for you. You'll be completely comfortable. Perfect. All right, guys. It. it was fun. It's been Thanks a pleasure. It was fun, man. Chris, you look handsome as ever with that background. Damn it. One day when I grow up, I want to be you. Yes, yeah, seriously. I know. You don't have to fight with raccoons where I come from. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you just have to fight with gun crime. It's okay, but still. still. <laughs> All right, everyone, stay safe, uh, healthy, healthy, happy. Let's get out on the other end of this, all right? Thanks, and, uh, okay, we'll talk to you Cheers, later. Cheers, guys. Sounds great. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. See you. Bye.